Hello, we're back. Episode 12 and something a bit different today. We're going to call it the Strong Dads podcast. So I've got a couple of guests who are both trainers like me, both come from a similar background to me and recently have become dads. So if you get something out today, if you enjoy it, please, please, please go to wherever you get your podcasts from. If it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever leave us a five-star rating and a bit of a review because it does help. Please subscribe to the podcast and, of course, share it with anybody you think would benefit from it. And here we go. Let's get into today's podcast. So we've got guests on the show today. We've got um, Strong Dads episode with uh, Adam Neal and Chris Jones, two lads that we've worked together for God as how many years now. Um, and we've all found ourselves in the same boat recently where we've all become uh, dads. So... Chris has been in the boat for uh, about three years or so now, and me and Adam for coming up for a year now. So, go on, boys, if you uh, want to give us a little bit of an update on kind of, uh, well, a bit of a background on um, what you've been up to over the last however many years and how we uh, how we got to this point now. Go on, who wants to go, go first? On, John, <laughs> yeah, so I've probably been PT now, so I've known... Rimmer for almost 10 years, um, was a rugby coach before that, and then sort of through being made redundant and everything, always been interested in the gym, <clears throat> and uh, wanted to get involved in, honestly didn't think the sort of career in it would last as long as I have been, or sort of give me the sort of lifestyle that it has, but it's just sort of gone from strength to strength really, and you know, I love what I do now. Uh, well, I always loved it, but even more so, um, seeing client results, seeing how people change, develop, grow, and just helping people in general. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of a quick introduction to where I am. Go on, Ad. Wait, I'll go. Um, I think I met you, Rimmer, on, I think, the day one of my PT course. I think you took me body fat, I think, and kind of give me a bit of a, you'll be all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, day one, I think I remember that one. I know yeah, how you take shit off. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And um, yeah, I'm pretty same as Jones. Yeah, like we're all kind of rugby lads. Out, professional rugby league background. Kind of got the dreaded you being released, and was like, right, I need to do something else. Um, and applied for a few PT jobs because that was like my second love at the time. And then um, found profit as we was at the time. And then obviously met you guys. And I think eight, seven, eight years later, now we're here. I am. Um, Speaking to you guys, training people one-on-one, working with dads online and uh, being a dad. So, uh, how's it, well, so have you guys found it with, well, I say lockdown with being uh, being dads and stuff, but how's it changed work-wise for you guys? How's, well, how's life changed being uh, since being a dad? Million dollar question, well, isn't it? Christ. Um, yeah, just, you got most experience. Me and Adam, what's look out? Oh, yeah. Don't 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 do what I do. Yeah, but to be fair, I think you have like because you've got nine months to think about it. Really, it's like you have all these sort of ideas about the kind of dad you're going to be, how you're going to work and operate, and you've also always got like the best interests at heart. And you think I'm going to be the best dad. I'm going to do this. Going to do that. But sort of when the kid arrives, it's like a bit of a reality check and suddenly you're like, you've not slept for a month and, you know, you're changing nappies and you've got to support your wife but you've also got to go back to work after a couple of weeks. It's all a bit of a whirlwind and 
it, it takes a while. I don't know what you two guys found, but for me, it took, took me a while to get into the rhythm of things. I felt I was being pulled in a million different directions all the time. And, it, you know, I'm not going to lie, it was, it was tough, tough to the beginning because it's just such a, a reality check for you that, um, yeah, it, it just took a while and a few sort of hard conversations and, and, and support from friends and family to sort of get through that initial period. I, don't know. I think I got lucky with uh, COVID, I reckon, because um, I kind of dipped my toes in because we weren't exactly at work all the time. So <laughs> I think we were born in November and then February, March, we were locked down. So I kind of was working and then was at home a lot. So it's only the past few months where I've been jigging stuff. I was going to say that I feel like we got a bit lucky with lockdown and when it when it came and everything, it's probably a bit different for us than, than you just. I remember sitting with you some mornings, Chris, and like, He'd come into the gym with like his eyelids hanging on the floor, <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd sit down next to him and go, uh, "Oh mate, knackered, knackered this morning. That rough night sleep last night." And he's like, "Shut up, shut up now. You have no idea." So like, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I, I fell asleep in a session, stood up. I was that tired. I, I was, mate. I was like, one of my clients was on like a TRX machine uh, on the TRX. I was just lent against the the rig in Wilmslow and just. Could feel myself going and doof, just <laughs> fast asleep, and then like jolted upright. And one of the, one of the other trainers was literally five yards away, absolutely wetting himself with his client at me. So I, yeah, I don't know. You was funny. Like everyone tells you how hard it's going to be, like, being a parent, how much different life is when you've got a kid, and you're like, yeah, yeah oh mate, yeah, no, no. Like you feel like you're ready for it, and you're not at all. You don't appreciate how different it is, how hard it is. Like yeah nights are like what you know just how you i guess your perception of everything and how your role changes you're not ready for it and so like you know people can tell you all everything but you, I, I didn't feel i felt like I, I had some understanding from working with people who were parents and things before but you're just nowhere near what you think it is until it actually happens to you yeah you don't know the level of tiredness to you like what Jonesy just said then yeah. like you think you know like you might have been out on a night out or something and got up for work and got, got them tired but until you're actually like not slept for a few days <laughs> that's like tired you wit sense yeah. I think I was um, I never thought I was like selfish but I think I was selfish you know like before I had a kid I mean because I've come from like rugby and obviously into fitness and eating at the right times and I need, you know, I need so much water a day and then, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're hungry, does it? Because the little one's crying and wants a bottle or whatever. So, your meal waits and it's like, well, you know, you got to adapt to that. And I think I was like, wow, it's so much different now. But, yeah, I think that was one of the biggest things for me. Mm. Yeah, I, I get that. You yeah. Sort of drop down the pecking order. It's like your pro- more stuff. Like, the, probably that we not grew up prioritising, but certainly over recent years where it's like food, like eating, meal prep, training things like that get shuffled way down the, the list at times no absolutely and it's, it's something that again you think i don't know what you guys are like but i was like oh i can still do most things you know i can still go to rugby or go to the gym whenever and and, and stuff like that and i knew obviously you'd have to adapt and everything like that but sort of wasn't quite prepared for the level of adaption I suppose. Um, well, mate, I thought I had you at the other end of the phone texting me at rugby, going, where are you? I'm like, come on, come on, I'm just setting the kid out. 
<laughs> I know, I know. So what, I guess like, what did you find, what do you think the hardest thing you found to adapt to then? Um, I suppose it, it's a different regime. Um, Cause I know like Neely was saying before, sort of you, you get into a bit of a rhythm with your training and your eating and your, and your job and, and, and everything that goes around it. And then suddenly you've got to change, sort of prioritize. And I know for me, I think the first, first six months or something, that training pretty much went out the window. I was like, I either didn't have the energy or um, just snatching at sessions, doing bits and pieces, not really any structure. And I found that really tough because I've, I've someone who's always active and, and, and sort of trains and stuff. So that, and then sort of the, the structure around eating goes because you're sort of grabbing stuff on the go mostly and, and bits and pieces and suddenly you sort of look at yourself six months in and think, oh dear, you know, I need to sort of do something about it. And it's like, you don't, you don't really feel yourself. You don't look yourself. And, you know, and it's book because everything sort of prioritizes around the, the sort of kid and your, and your partner. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it, you have to be like, one of the things that I've struggled with is like being next level productive, you know, with the tasks you've got to do because when you've got, you know, your daughter or son or whatever, you, you're there, aren't you? You can't be pulling up a laptop, sending an email to a client or checking in because you want to be there. So I, I know I've been, had to be like so kind of selfish with the time on that because if I've got to do some admin or programming or something for a client, you know, if I've got 90 minutes, I've got 90 minutes and that's it. And if it's, you know, I'll have to just like be really like structured with that. Mm. And um, yeah, like next level, next level stuff. Still struggling with that, I must say, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's always a learning curve, isn't it? It's a learning curve. I, yeah, definitely. It's definitely out of that. It's, I guess flip both ways. So I've definitely found out that you just had these times when you sit there and go, right, I've got to get this done in this time. And it kind of focuses your mind. And you, you do become sort of like next level productive, if you like. But there's other times you sit there and you go, oh, I'm knacking. You just go like, oh shit, I've been, I've been staring at my laptop screen for like 15 minutes here. I've done nothing. You just got like, no idea where that that time went. It's, uh... I forgot my pin code in Aldi the other day. Went shopping and was like, obviously not a few rough nights of sleep. Got to the end of the till and was like, I have no idea what my pin code for my card is. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <I was> like, <"Whoops." laughs> um, so yeah, bad problem. So, how did you guys find it over lockdown then, with like kids around and things like that? Because obviously, you still got to sort things with uh, with work and everything, and obviously being in the gym, everything got you know it was complete upheaval mm. for you boys. How was it with sorting that stuff and then like dad life as well around it? Um. I think, I think the sort of organisation of like clients and Zoom calls and stuff was was pretty easy because you can sort of speak to your clients, figure out where whereabouts they are, best times to to fit in around what they're doing and, and what you're doing, and everything. Um, so that that was pretty good. And then setting times like certain work days and work times, but when sort of you and your partner are both working and obviously my lad's a, a bit older is a, is a lot more active trying to sort of entertain him 24 seven and, and look after him and sort of 
do everything else around it, it was quite tough. How do you find it, Ad? I think the same. I don't much to add to that. I mean, if I look back at the whole lockdown thing, I'm actually grateful I had time at home to to yeah. spend with a little thing because I think I could have been the one who probably worked too much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I worked that out going actually I'm staying home now and mm. it's nice to be a bit more present. So I think one of the gyms opened, it gave me a bit of a insight you know, I should be at home a bit yeah. more because my diary completely changed. Like, so how I work now to, I think that was probably um, fast forwarded a little bit. I think that might have took me maybe like 18 months, but I think because of the lockdown, it probably took me six months. So, yeah, yeah, I think the positive yeah. coming out of it. Yeah, that was you know I had that as well because I think sort of the eight the age Fred is he he sort of he was development was so quick and he started talking and engaging more and everything like that. So that was really nice to be around and, and sort of witness that because I know talking to a lot of clients who you know went back to work after two weeks, worked hard, supported the partners and everything like that. They missed a lot of that sort of growing up period where they'd come home back from work and, and the panel would be like, oh my God, they did this today. And it's like, all right, did, did you film it? Hopefully, please. No? Okay. Go back to work tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? So I was, I was lucky that I saw, I've seen a lot of development in, in my lads um, over that lockdown period. Probably a good age for him as well, because at that age where you, mm. like, you like, <clears throat> probably during lockdown for I me, mean, you had like, They'd have a nap or they'd have a few naps and it's like right you get a bit of time where you can get away from you put them down they, they can't go anywhere they just you know they will just lie for a bit where you'd like leg it in the toilet or something like that whatever you need to get a brew or something whereas like fred for you if you leave him somewhere he's gonna like run and do something when he's like bit, oh, be optimistic, 100%. yeah climbing something or in a cupboard or usual stuff harassing the animals <laughs> so point takes a nice how do you reckon as a trainer and I guess with your clients how has being a dad changed you or has it changed you or like do you feel like you you were like I don't know like if I put it for me I feel like I'm more understanding now with clients based on stuff they have on with I guess working kids and things like that. you have a new appreciation of how much that takes over their life so I guess I'm more relaxed with things around training and nutrition than I was before. Uh, anything changed for you boys? Yeah, I agree. I'm like, um, I think empathy kind of took a, you know, got a lot more empathy and understood. And like, I think I simplified a lot of stuff. Like, I think when I was new to train, I'm probably talking about calories and macros and and it don't matter, does it? <laughs> like, you know, it's small. Can you get a good quality meal and sleep and get your water in? You know, I think that's one of the things just simplifies stuff so they can digest it. Because like you say, I forgot my pin code in Aldi. You know, we got some trainers saying, eat 200 grams a day protein. You're just not going to sink in, is it? So I think I've just simplified everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think, yeah, that, that word empathy it can be used quite easily, but I think once you experience everything that parents go through and, and everything like that, it's, yeah, your, your language changes slightly, your sort of, your setup and your delivery and your coaching style may change differently. Um, but both things like around sort of values and ethics and stuff like that stay the same, but you just, it's, it's more, like I say, understanding, empathetic, coaching 
like different ways of coaching and stuff like that. Has it changed you as a person, do you reckon, being a dad? I don't know. <laughs> I think you'd probably have to ask other people um, who sort of know me well. Uh, I don't feel it's changed me. Um, I feel I feel more responsible. Absolutely. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I've, I've changed or not. Well, but what do you reckon, Ad, for you? I think, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, maybe ask somebody else. Um, I think I said before, I think I'm just no longer selfish about, you know, like the exact meals or like my training. You know, if I have to skip a training session, like it doesn't bother me that much more. I know I need to do some movement and train, but I think it doesn't matter anymore. You know, like when I'll be like, oh, I need to train six days a week or whatever. I don't think it matters to me that much anymore. As long as I'm healthy and fit and I feel good, then I think that's what's changed in my head. Like a switch just changed from, being all or nothing to it doesn't actually matter it's just be healthy yeah I think you get a new perspective on things like that in terms of probably similar to you now previously it'd have been like right well this is my like training split over a week and if, if like you miss a leg day or something like that you're like, oh, shit, I'm out of sync now what am I going to do and it's like now you just go it doesn't matter I'm not like a professional athlete or anything like that. it's not going to affect me that much you just get back in the gym whenever the next time you can is but like I think you hit it there, Chris, and said about responsibility. That was something that like hit me. Like something like, wow, like I've actually got somebody who's like reliant on me, and then needs me around, and also like doesn't care whether like I've had a good day, bad day, whatever. Just wants you, wants you there. I think it's just kind of mm. like changed the way you sort of look at things, and uh, you have like a new appreciation for for things and. I, yeah, I just, I just wanted to get, because I've not, because of lockdown and things like that, spent a lot of time speaking to other dads. It's quite interesting to pick, uh, pick your brains on it, particularly guys who do similar stuff with clients to, to what I do. Yeah. Um, so any advice, if you know anybody, like if you could go back, when, well, nearly three years for you now, Chris, but like <laughs> year for, for me and Ad, if you go back to, to your younger self then and tell you something, like know what you know now, would you do anything differently or would you have any advice that you could give, you, give your younger self before you became a dad in terms of like... I, guess, I think probably sort of touching on what, what Neely was saying before is about that sort of selfish streak, like just accept, it, accept what's going to happen. Like you're going to have to adjust you have to drop things because I think I sort of fought against it for a little bit and I would just say like just relax be yourself you know be there for your partner be there for your kid like and if you miss your training sessions or whatever it just it's fine but on the flip side of it I'd always say try and try and be active as much as you can um, just because you know you become a role model, you're a father figure, and you don't want to lose your identity or lose who you are as a person. Because I think I, I touched on this, I spoke to Neil about this before, about um, about rugby. I've, always, I've played rugby since I was six years old, you know, I've played it over, for over 30 years. And when Fred was born, I stopped playing, um, sort of at the Christmas time. And 
it sort of it, it, it did really affect me because I've always sort of been known as a rugby player. And then to not have that, not not be around your mates, and that sort of that side of it all was a bit like, oh wow, this is a uh, this is different, and it's something that again it took a while to get my head around, and sort of my wife, what she say? She was um, she was like, you're not you're not quite yourself when you not when you don't play rugby. Well, you're not involved in rugby, so I did sort of go back a little bit as well, and so sort of now I'm doing some coaching and stuff. But it was, um, but I'd go back to myself and say, like, just relax, be yourself, don't lose your identity. You know, still, still have your passions, and just because you become a dad doesn't mean you have to lose your hobbies or, or what you're passionate about and stuff like that. So, staying on that, then. So, how did you find that balance then? between like you said you spoke you almost went flipped to one extreme of going like right well i've got to stop and it's like support k i need to look mm. after fred and things like that so you like stop playing rugby and doing that stuff how did you get it back into more of like an even kilter where you felt like you were more of yourself again it's just again that understanding it's not like all or nothing it's like you can still be yourself. Okay, you might not be involved in rugby as much as you want, but you're still the same person. You still got your same values and sort of outlook on things and same passions. And it's just again, just getting back to understanding that and just waiting for the right moment. You know, like I went back to rugby when Fred was a little bit older. Things had settled a little bit more, and just you know, I wasn't. I was travelling all over the country with rugby, but you know, go back to a local side, play more sort of local local teams and everything like that. So the so the actual sort of workload wasn't wasn't as much. So it's just finding a, a, a bit of a compromise that sort of work works for everyone. What about you, Ad? I think you said it all, mate. I think I was gonna to touch on the identity thing, like you said. I mean I did the same thing. I was like, you know, I'm gonna be think about having a family soon so I just kind of wound, wound down the rugby and just you know I <laughs> retired at 28 you know like it was you know it just wasn't um I couldn't I don't think for me I couldn't walk on a rugby pitch on a Sunday and do what I did before with having a, a child at home thinking god you know like well if I get what if I get injured today um I couldn't have that thought in my mind so I just chose against it and but yeah I think I kind of thought, why did I play rugby? What was it about rugby I enjoyed? And tried to transfer that now. You know, because that, like, I, I struggled with that. I, I was the rugby player guy. Now I'm just a personal trainer. So I was just like, why, how, what was it about rugby I liked so much? And like you said, it was the banter with the lads. It was the working for something together as a group of people. And I think if I worked purely on my own now, I would feel so... I don't know, I'm just lost. So I think working with people and helping groups of people is definitely one of the things I transferred and helped me um, keep my identity as a, because it's probably one of my core values, you know, like working together for striving for something bigger than just yourself was um, something I had to keep going. So like you said, I think identity is a big one. Ask yourself, you know, even if you play five-a-side football on the weekend, like, why do you play it? What is it you're playing it for? And see if you can it in somewhere else if it works yeah advice give. I think I remember you that struck a chord I me mean, I think you remember you posting something on Instagram about that but um, 
it was something to do with like remembering like what you I can't really use that post, but something to do with that remembering what you got out of rugby and then transferring that or looking like right, what can I do now that I still get that same that same feeling from? Um because well, I, I had it a little bit in terms of just like so after Lila was born, she had colic. So getting into bed in the evening was like a nightmare. And I remember like trying to get back to rugby training. I remember getting a text off Chris going like, mate, you're in the team on Saturday. Can you make training? I went, yeah, I'll, I'll get there on Thursday. Honestly, like half past six, I was like trying to phone him going, mate, he's no I'm going to make it. It's like World War Three in our house. Like anyway, suddenly about 10, 15 minutes later, Lila gets to, we get her to sleep. I'm like, Sweet, I'm going to do it. I'm like sat in the corner of her room, putting like my training gear on. Bombed it out, got to training, get home again afterwards at like where it was half eight, nine o'clock. And uh, it was like, came in the living room, went, oh, brilliant. Like, Lucy's got some dinner out and everything. She'll be, uh, she's been all right here. Went upstairs and she's like, yeah, I had uh, half my dinner and uh, baby started crying. I'm now been sat up here for uh, two hours rocking the baby and just like, um, like, there's no, like you, you just think that like, I can't make this work. And it's like, how you uh, get the bunch you do feel. Uh, for a while without it. like your life's gone from like you, you said everything that you want to do everything's about work everything's about sport or whatever you, you're doing so I'm at the other extreme now where it's all about all about the baby and uh, I think it is a bit of a I don't know what you boys reckon a bit of a rite of passage where you kind of bounce around a little bit and then you go all right I've got to nail it narrow it down into how I'm going to make this work going forwards yeah 100%, 100%. You know, it's like I said, I think at the beginning, you have these sort of preconceived ideas about what what being a dad's going to be like, what father's going to be like, you're going to do this, that and the other. And it's it's just not that way to begin with. You know, it's 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 a, it's a whirlwind. You know, you both find your feet. I remember, I remember like getting home with Fred on the first night and just sat, sat down and was like, right, what are we doing? Got a human being. You know, it's not like a dog where you can put it in a cage or nip out for a few hours. You know, it's like, this is like 24-7 now. And it's like, it's, it's overwhelming. I remember like, just like looking at him going, made a human being, it was like sort of overwhelmed with responsibility and stuff. And, and it's just, yeah, you, you, you try and sort of do things. It just doesn't work. You know, you plan a night out and then you got sick down you or, you know, won't go to sleep or something, or, you know, you just need to sort of take the reins a little bit, you know? So again, it's, it's that sort of time where you just evolve through, through things and it settles down and you find your rhythm again and everything like that. So. Yeah. Remember that no one tells you this either. First night, a few boys had this, Got home with Lila and uh, it was like in hospital. She cried, needed feeding, nappy changing, whatever. Went back to sleep. And like, not bad. It's sort of right. Like, sort of getting my head around how it's going to be. Got home with her. And that first night, she cried from about seven o'clock. And like every time we put her down, I settled her. She like started crying again. Got to like three in the morning. We'd had no sleep. She'd not stopped crying. It's like we rung up the uh, like the triage number, like the maternity number they give you, and we're like there's something wrong with her. She's like, you know, she, she won't stop crying. She's a completely different baby to the one we had in the hospital. And they went, oh yeah, they do this on the first night at home. They just panic. And it's like, did you not think it'd be a good time to tell us this before we brought her home? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you see, suddenly the realisation, you go, this isn't how I thought it was going to be. 
Uh, it's going to be different. Did, um, yeah. did you guys kind of run on a, feel like you're running on adrenaline for like two or two, two or three weeks where you're like, because I remember I were quite lucky. I got to, we quite a long labor and stuff. And I think I went home for uh, a bit of a sleep and it was like, I was like, right, I'm going to go home. I'm going to like go get a takeaway and then I'm just going to enjoy it. And I just got home and crashed out for a few hours and went back to the hospital, took Elizabeth home. And I was like, right, when I woke up in the morning, I was like, right, I'm prepared for dad life now. And it was like, I was prepared for some rugby game or something. And I felt like I was running off like adrenaline for a few weeks. Like I built myself up and after like three weeks, I was just like, right, yeah. So I'm getting wake up every two hours. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is like all the time. Um, the worst one I did that is like, you think like, um Lila was born on like the Friday night. So I think it was a Saturday evening we brought her home and everything like that. So then initially, because she was so bad that first night, we were doing like sort of two hour shifts. So one of us would be like nursing and looking after and the other one would have two hours sleep. So I was like, right, middle of the night, I'm going to get my laptop up. I'll have the NFL on, whoever is on things like that. And I'll watch that. I'm thinking it's going to be, it'll be great this. That. Anyway, like three in the morning, whoever's playing, you're just like nodding, trying to stay awake. <laughs> I mean, like, Hang on, it's not how I thought it was going to be. And the next day, when you're trying to trying to like train or trying to do something, like you just said, you feel like you're running on absolute empty. And it's one of them people go, oh, you get through it. And you're going, I've got no idea how I'm going to get through it. And you just sort of do in the end of it, don't you? Oh, that's it. It's yeah. like no, no one's ever sort of nailed that down. It's like, how, how do you get through it? And every parent I speak to is just like, you just do somehow. Like, you just get up and do it again. Do it again, even though you're like, I can't do that again. Do you know what I mean? So it's tough. No reps in it. Yeah, I love that. Uh, <laughs> I love that look all dad do. And we'll probably do it now. You know, when someone else has got a kid on the way and they're like, yeah. you don't give advice. You just kind of go, you'll be all right. You'll find out. You're okay, mate. You're uh... <laughs> I remember, I remember walking down the street with Lila screaming and some like, this guy's obviously dad. <laughs> in there, mate. <laughs> I was just like, thanks very much. <laughs> So, right, we have to round it up there because we're uh, running out of time a little bit. Um, so, first off, I want to say thank you for you to lads for coming on. Um, if you go as well, hopefully we'll do these uh, again because it's, uh, it's probably quite good for uh, lads who are into the training and things like that to listen to the experiences of us and hopefully we'll talk about a few different topics and that um, next time. So, for anybody who doesn't follow you and follows me and things like that, where can, uh, where can we get all of you guys on social media, email, wherever. Yeah, um, on Instagram, Chris Jones, PT and mentoring. Cool. Ad- I'm saying Instagram, I'm Adam Neil underscore coaching. Um, yeah, same on email, just add a yahoo.com on the end of it. Cool. So yeah, if, if you want to uh, check out these guys, it's safe. If you are a dad and you're in your training, I recommend you uh, check them out because uh, particularly Chris does this uh, dad advice on his Instagram stories every week which is quite good and quite <laughs> every Wednesday real real dad's real talk yeah some, uh, some guys are pretty open with that isn't it? it's quite good when you uh, yeah 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 with a bit of anonymity the guys open up about stuff and it's uh, yeah no it's good it's good seeing that so yeah, yeah cheers, boys. thank you very much um, nice Tom finally from me um, if you can subscribe to the podcast leave us obviously if you enjoyed it five star reviews and, uh, and ratings and that Uh, And as always, you can find me at Coach Rumor on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll be back next time. See you again.